Hello, and welcome to Midlife Single with Bren and Jen, the podcast that talks everything midlife single. So Brenda, did you go on a lot of dates when you got divorced? You know, when I initially was going through the divorce, I did get on the dating apps. So like Tinder and I can't remember, Match.com. And um, I did go on in a few dates. And, you know, it's not like I didn't like the people that I went on a dates with. I felt like, okay, I'm getting myself out there. I'm learning how to talk to people. And um, it felt good to, like, get to know someone. But then I started to feel, like, overwhelmed by it. And um, I, I didn't like the idea of swiping on someone. And um, I, I honestly didn't feel like I was ready to date necessarily like I I like I I felt like in my heart like my your mind tells you go out and do this you know mm-hmm. you have to find someone you right. have to meet someone and be, get into a new relationship but my heart was telling me no like you need time to you need time to figure out what you're doing you need time to to um get over the divorce mm-hmm. you know and and all those sorts of things so then I, I got off the app and um didn't haven't been on a dating app since <laughs> actually i take that back some friends and i went up to uh for a dance convention in san francisco i think it was and they all put bumble on their phones and they made me put bumble on my phone and that was that was a fun experiment and we actually went on a few group dates i didn't go on any dates like from for myself but me and these girls went on group dates with these guys from San Francisco. And that was like, gosh, a long time ago. But it was, it was we had a good time. It's fun to meet people, you know, get to know people. Not necessarily to date, but just to get to know. <laughs> True. It is fun. I did find it fun to go on dates. I was getting really excited to go on dates after I went on a divorce. And nobody could have told me to take a minute because mm-hmm. I did get that advice, mm-hmm. you know, don't date right away, um, heal, give yourself time. And I was just so ready to go out there and date. So I dated a lot. And I also did the dating app scene for, I did it for one month. I did Bumble. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoyed the people I met on mm-hmm. Bumble. I met a couple guys that I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That brings us to the third stage mm-hmm. is you start realizing everyone's crazy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And I'm not just saying like guys are crazy. I also realized I was being very easily triggered mm-hmm. and being intensely triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, and also realizing these people did not really have the same vision for us that I did. Right. I would agree with that. Um I felt like for me, I felt like when I was sitting across from someone, I could tell like they definitely wanted to be in a relationship. And while at times I would think, well, that's what I want. Like I want someone in my life. Um, I think that I wasn't healed from, you know, I, I met my ex really young. And so, you know, we got married and, and, um, you know, 20 years later, here we are getting a divorce. And I don't think, I think in my heart, I knew that I wasn't giving myself the time that I needed to, to figure out who I was really yeah. coming in through this divorce. And, and, um, so for me, like when I was sitting across the table, looking at this other person, I'd be like, you know, okay, my mind, yeah. 
um, I want to be with someone. I want to be in a relationship. But my heart was saying, no, no, like, stop. Like, you're getting too close, <laughs> you know, and, and this sort of thing. And, and, and I feel like I don't want to lose my freedom. And I feel like I don't want to lose these things that I was starting to discover about myself. And, and so it was kind of a weird place to be at. But I think that, you know, like we were just kind of taught that, that the next step is to meet someone and get into a relationship. And I think there's part of us too, that has that vindictiveness about us that like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to find someone better, you know? And Uh I think that we all go through that kind of thing too, you know, if we're going to be honest here. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. You're going to see what I can get. See what I can get. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and here we are today. (laughs) Here we are today. Single, 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 single. Yeah. So, I had the experience where, yeah, I wasn't looking for a serious relationship from anyone, yet I felt like a lot of people projected that onto me mm-hmm. and therefore, like, ran away from me. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that, wow, there's not really that much respect out here unless you are truly in a relationship. And maybe people get that confused, like, that mm-hmm. respect equals a relationship. And no, right. it doesn't. Respect is just something you should have if you're engaging with mm-hmm. somebody in a very, I don't know, how would you say, vulnerable, in a vulnerable and intent, way. intimate yeah. way. Right, right. right. Yeah, I, I used to get that too. I used to, you know, you'll find someone. Don't worry, Brenda. You'll find someone. You'll find someone. And it, and, and it like, you, you keep telling yourself, do I need to find someone? Hmm. Like, is that what I want, really want? Do I need to find someone? I don't know. Well, I wanted someone. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, have sexy time. <laughs> Sexy. I wanted to have sexy time. I've heard this term. I'm familiar with that term, Jennifer. Uh, And that was really, I wanted to have a sexy time awakening. I did too. That was (laughs) the biggest thing. And I was surprised how many people did not want to enter into this with me. But here's how I feel about that. So I feel like men sometimes think that women are not capable of wanting sexy time. Like, we are not capable of having a relationship that just evolves around sexy time. And that we, you know, as soon as they, you know, have sex with you, it's like, oh, but, you know, I don't want a relationship. Am I right when I say that? And it's not necessarily that you want one. (laughs) I don't know. I know. I almost feel embarrassed. Like, wow, is that the impression I was giving you? Because how embarrassing. Right. So, I don't know. That was difficult for me to experience that over and over and over again. And not right. only experience that, but, like, I go back to the respect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys I dated had girlfriends. Some mm-hmm. guys, and, you know, that's a shock to realize that. Right. Um, that is trauma. That happened to me a couple of times, too, yeah. where you found out after the fact that they were either married or... Yes. Or, you know, you go on a date with this someone and find out, oh, but by the way, I forgot to tell you I was yeah, married. I'm married. Exactly. Yeah. So a distrust kind of starts building. building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, wow, I have to work on myself. Mm-hmm. And this was very hard because I have always, my entire life, had somebody to crush on, mm-hmm. whether it was a boyfriend, a husband, just a crush. After I divorced my husband, I had crushes and people I could fantasize about. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to let go of, I guess, that high you get from 
mm-hmm. thinking about a crush right. or having a crush or having someone to text you. And that was just the next stage is realizing, okay, I have to start living like I don't have a crush on anyone. And I had never done that. I know it's hard because there's, there's all these feelings that come with this new person and Mm -hmm. excitement and they're texting you and, and it's, it's like, you know, crack cocaine almost. It's like, it's like you, you get addicted to that, that feeling, Mm -hmm. not necessarily the person, but Mm -hmm. the feeling that this person's paying attention to you and, and giving you something that maybe you felt like you needed and coming to the realization and really getting out of the mindset that that is something that you need. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Exactly. It's getting out of the mindset that I needed external mm-hmm. validation mm-hmm. or external excitement. And it, for the first time, I had to look at myself and say, okay, what if I had nobody? Mm-hmm. I have to be okay with that. Right. I have to learn to feel comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend of mine, um, she's so wise, and she's married, but she she said to me one time, she's like, Brenda, do you think that you're really interested in this person, or do you think you're seeking validation from them? Mm-hmm. And it kind of threw me back, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's right, you know? Am I seeking validation from this person? Do I, do I need to have, do I need to have validation? And at that time, I, I kind of started realizing that I probably needed to give myself validation mm. and I was not I was not capable of doing it. And I and for me it was like looking at it and being like how do I get from how do I get from you know needing validation from someone else to getting to a point where I'm able to validate myself. And that was really a long journey that I'm still on actually, but but um um until it was you know put into my face that maybe I was just seeking validation from someone else. I didn't realize that maybe that's what was true and what I was searching for. It's a hard concept to understand because it is ingrained in our social structure to Mm -hmm. be in love with somebody and get married and have Mm -hmm. a life with them. So going back to internal validation and being okay being alone, how did you do it? How did you start that road and what are the things that you have done I know like one of the simple things I have done is when I walk into a room I don't scan it to see like what cute guy is here right where is my future soulmate in this room <laughs> is your future soulmate on a beach in Rocky Point <laughs> and then now <laughs> let me circus Mexicans. And then, exactly <laughs> then let me start with the hair flips and the glances and of Great. course my focus now is not on myself and having a good time with my friends or wherever I'm there. Mm-hmm. It's this imaginary flirt session with somebody across the room. Right. Right. That that you may never actually meet. Exactly. Yeah, I started I started to do the same thing actually. I started to look at things in a different way and 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 like you said, you know, as simple as going to you know, if we're going to a fun night at, you know, a local restaurant or whatever, where it's a, a, a meat market kind of scene, um, we like to dance, you know, we like to mm-hmm. go out and we like to dance. So when we go out now, it's, it's not that we're going out to flirt and meet men. It's that we're going out because we like to dance and we're yes. going to dress how we like to dress that yes. makes us feel good. 
and we're gonna have we have a great time and um, we have fun no matter who's there who's there yeah we don't even it's not even that we think about um who we might meet or how the night exactly. might end or it's not even on our radar and I gotta say it's the most freeing feeling it feels great I've ever had it's I like it. I'm not worried about it I can I can go out have a great time mm-hmm. and be in bed by 9 30 and be okay with it you yeah. know and have felt fulfilled exactly and I also feel like it also takes a bit of trust yes. that if there is someone there, because I'm not here trying to be blind to my soulmate either. Right, right, right. Exactly. But I have a trust that if someone is there, mm-hmm. it's going to work out. Right. Our paths are going to cross. We're going to both be in the taco line at the same time. You know, it's going right. to happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but you're not pressuring yourself exactly. to make it happen. Totally. Right. There's something to be said about that. It's it's hard because, like you said, we're so used to trying to be out there searching for someone else to fulfill. Putting yourself out there all the time. All the time. Yeah. That must be exhausting. And it, it I think is. that is what happened. I got so exhausted, but I got exhausted being treated so poorly as well. Right. Exactly. I think today there's... There's just the idea of, I mean, everybody's in it for themselves, sort of. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is for men and women, I feel like. Absolutely. And, um, and so, you know, we are so protective of our freedom and um, our lives. And, you know, we're, we're involved in work and family. And especially at midlife, there's so many things going on in our lives that, take time away from us and so once once we start to experience freedom I think that we are so protective of it Mm. you know and so um we can't go back we can't go back you know like once you experience that freedom it's really hard and um and but the problem is is that you know you run into people you know dating and and opening yourselves up to people that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart you know and that's been the hard part for me I know it's like why just a little respect goes a long way but people are afraid of that right so one of the things that also really helped me was I did a a couple sessions of compassionate inquiry which is some kind of therapy Mm -hmm. session and it one of the things that my therapist says was that you are your own greatest love. And who are you looking for? Like, you mm-hmm. want to meet your great love tomorrow? Like, you have a timeline on this? And she made it all sound so silly that put it into perspective for me mm-hmm. to just cultivate more of self-love and be curious when we get into these mindsets. Like, why am I feeling despair right now? Why am I feeling so scared right now mm-hmm. when we think someone doesn't want to be with us? Like, why does it hurt so much? It's a rejection. Rejection. The rejection. I, you know, I'm a, I am a salesperson. I've always ha- had my living and being in sales. And so, like, I am one person that does not, like, rejection doesn't phase me. Like, I, I mm. don't feel bad about getting rejected because I feel like, you know, and it's because of my sales background. Like, I can call a thousand people to try to land a sale and only get two and all these other people reject me. So it's not like, like, I, I'm luckily am able to handle You've rejection. You've developed a thick skin. I've developed a thick skin. Yeah. But still, even with that thick skin, I find that like people, you know, they don't want to hurt you and they don't want to feel bad. But so in, or make you feel bad. So in the process of doing that, you know, they aren't honest with you and they, 
they, they don't because they think you're going to take the rejection poorly and and yes. i'm sure there's a lot of people that do but mm. there's people a lot of people don't realize that, don't. that gives a lot of dignity when it you does. actually do, are forth right with somebody right um, that can actually save things, but people are exactly. afraid. I mean, it does take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. I've been in those situations where it's hard. I get it. It takes a lot of courage to sell, tell someone that you're just not interested in, in them in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, once you do, it's freeing and you've done the right thing, yeah. you know? And I guess it's on the other person on how they react to that. It's on the other person. But, you know, dating is just such a mirror to our triggers and our traumas. For sure. And those are the things. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that I really had to look into. Like right. every time I got these feelings, like why am I feeling so intense about this guy ignoring me? Or right. him lying to me. Like the intensity of my emotions were unreal. And I'm like, wow, being in the dating world is such a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I hate feeling this way over someone I don't even really know. Right. You know, like it's, it's stealing my every thought. Right. And what if I had all this time to work on myself or to think right. of other things and cultivate friendships and mm-hmm. work and find a hobby? And yeah. How much more enriched would my life be? And it is. Like today we sit here having what, taken some time to work on ourselves. Yeah. And now we have come to the next stage. Mm hmm. Of divorce where you realize that being alone isn't that scary and that loving yourself feels really good. It does. It feels so good. It feels so, like I said, it feels so good to be able to go somewhere and do something and not worry about the outcome. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're going to go do something for you and whatever you're doing is fulfilling you and your soul. And you're not worried about, you know, dressing for someone else or Mm -hmm. who you're going to meet and, yeah. And who you're going to impress or, you know, any of these other things. And I got to say, like, uh, in the process of doing these things, like, I feel like my friendships with my girlfriends have gotten so much closer because um, we find this common ground of, yeah. <laughs> you know, of realizing that you have people in your life that fulfill all the things um, that you're looking for in another person, including yourself. Like you have those capabilities of self-love, self-soothing, um, all these things that we look to other people to provide. And once you realize, I, once you realize that you can do that for yourself, I think the idea of bringing a partner into your life, you know, you still, you still, you know, you still want that connection and eventually right. want, I know I want that for myself. I really yeah. do. Um, but it's going to be with someone who, who is capable of communication, mm-hmm. capable of having frank discussions with me, someone who um, understands that I have my own life that I'm, I'm, I'm happy with and vice versa. You know, I understand that this other person would have their own life too. And so I don't know how easy that is to find, but, but um, you know. <laughs> I know, right? How easy is it to find someone? I don't know. We're on our journey, and you'll hear about it here We're on the on show. We're on our journey. <laughs> but, journey. you know, and and I, like, I got to say, I'm really lucky to have, and I'll say this over and over again, I have some really top caliber, you know, like, really amazing men in my life, both gay and not gay, you know, just I, ha- I feel so lucky to have some really amazing um, men in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and, you know, they fulfill kind of that 
that manly right <laughs> that manly need that we have sometimes but what but you know um but I'm enjoying right now like I'm enjoying the journey that I'm on of self-discovery mm-hmm. I think that it's been one of the more important journeys that I've had in my life and I feel like as a mom um I feel like it's something that I definitely want to make sure I share with my kids because I feel like, again, you know, um, it's taught to us that we have to live our lives in certain ways. And and once you discover that there's various ways to be able to live your life and, and have relationships with other people, that it makes um, it makes life so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and interesting. You know, that me. learning to self-soothe part mm-hmm. is such... A prime thing because mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure for someone to put on me or me to put on someone else mm-hmm. is to soothe all these traumas and triggers that you bring to a relationship right. and that's why self-work is so important it makes so much sense right. to come in with this healthy mindset so that right. you're there to enjoy each other and not dump on each other yeah I you know I um, had a past situationship that I was in for quite a while and I'm away from it now and I've been away from it for, for a while but I would always find that I'd go to that person to kind of soothe me you know mm, like they uh-huh. were they were the person that I went to that made me feel good you know we'd cuddle we'd we'd Yeah, we we talk, but at the same time, that was the person that was kind of giving me some of the trauma, Mm. and so I was I was seeking that that um, that soothing from the person that was actually giving me the trauma, which doesn't work. No, yeah, it's rough. So I think that that you know now you have to figure out a way to self self soothe. You know, especially if you're in a situation where there's no, <laughs> there's no light at the end of the tunnel in the dating yeah. world. You know, it's not going to, it's not easy to, um, to find people. I feel like right now we we live in an age where there's social media and we look at people as the next swipe. Like, you know, the minute you cause me trauma and the minute mm-hmm. that you, that I think that you're, you know, the, the minute that, that you come to me with a concern, you're pushing those people away, you know, yeah. because because we don't have to learn how to communicate and deal right. with people anymore because you know there's someone in your inbox. You know that there's this other person out yeah. there that's going to be the next person, you know, like you don't, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. we don't create relationships anymore where no. where people matter. And so because of that, it's made it really hard to really find um, good deep connections yeah. with people um, where you can be in a trusting relationship where you can communicate, you know, and all these other things. It makes it so hard. It's true because I'd be curious how many people out there think that if you have one fight or something goes wrong one time, then that means that you're not meant to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not meant for them. So it's now time for the next one. And I know for a fact there are people who think that way, that the minute I do too, yeah. there is any kind of disagreement, mm-hmm. they run because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's that's a bad one. Right. Without right. realizing, no, this is this is something you just get through with somebody. Right. It, like, I don't understand why two people, especially who are midlife and older mm-hmm. and have been through stuff, you know, and have learned from stuff, can't sit at a table and have like an honest discussion with each other. It may it may be that, you know, you 
you can't come to an agreement and you, you at the end of the day have to decide that you can't be together because of the various reasons. But, but people don't even have that discussion anymore. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry, you're, you know, you're, you're asking me to do this or you're, you want to, you want to tell me what's bothering you. F you, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't need this. I don't want to deal with it. You're out, you know, and it's, 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 I think it's a sad thing. Um, it's a sad state for us to be in as a society. Yes. And I mean, it's not, it's not, we don't just do that in relationships. We do that in other aspects of life too. You know, look at politics. You know, we mm-hmm. can't sit at a table and listen to each other. Huh. We immediately shut each other out, you know. Listening is hard and we don't learn listening in the way we should mm-hmm. in school, for example. Active listening. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Well, you are so compassionate and amazing, Brenda. <laughs> I adore you. Uh, same. I adore and you too. you're so respectful and your ability to communicate is off the chart. And people aren't ready for that necessarily. Not everybody is. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why we're single right now. Because mm-hmm. when you raise your vibe, mm-hmm. it's harder to find people who can match you. It, it really is. And they, they're scared or something. They're scared or something. I don't know what yeah. it is, but... You know, as women, I feel like, you know, when we say that we want to be single, it becomes... And we'll, we'll talk about some of these various things that we're talking about during this discussion in other podcasts, but... But when a woman says she wants to be single, you know, and I've, and I've, and I've said this to several people before, like right now, you know, I am just taking time mm-hmm. to do me. I'm yeah. taking... I, I know in my heart and soul... I need to take time to function as me. And I am not going to be one to kind of lead someone on or, you know, or, or keep some guy here at my beck and call. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To suit me when I need to. I'll be, I'll be straight up with them. If I feel like this person, it's not that I don't want to go out on a date or whatever. It's that, it's that I don't want to hurt someone like that. You know, I know we're always so worried as women, I think, to hurt somebody. And I don't right. know if guys, do they think the same way? I don't think so. Do they worry about hurting <laughs> us? Because the minute I date someone, I'm not that into them. I want to tell them, like, look, I'm not that serious. Right. Um, but you get this guilt. We have women guilt. And meanwhile, like, they didn't even care about me to begin with. And right. And I'm, like, trying to protect their heart. And right. right, exactly. You don't want to make them feel bad or whatever. And, like, they didn't give a crap to begin with, you know. Another reason I'm not... Meant for the dating world. I'm just too nice. I, yeah, me too. I need to get some hardness in me. I've got to grow go. my spikes. <laughs> so that's the next stage. <laughs> Maybe that's the next stage. I don't it's know. To but, grow some spikes. <laughs> but currently, we're on the self love journey. Yeah. Um, not really putting ourselves out there to date. No. But I mean, we're open yeah. to dating. We're yeah. just not putting ourselves out there. Yeah. And and like I said, like I have like I have people in my life that. Mm-hmm. That fulfill me in ways that are amazing, and you have I, people you talk to. I have people I talk to and care, about, <laughs> I, and actually do care about me, you yes, know. And um, are there for me when I need them, and yeah. you know, we touch base, get together, whatever. And they're they're amazing people, and I really like them. But I like the slow progression of getting to know people too. I like you know. Um, now I feel like I'm more hesitant to just jump into something with someone. And I'm on that journey of, you know, we're going to take our time. <laughs> yeah. And it may be years. You know, I need to get to know you and, and you need to get to know me. And before I make a decision on whether yeah. I feel like we can be compatible in the relationship or whatever. And Ooh, 
I like that's my what I hope for too. I know. Yeah. Just the hormones get in the way sometimes. They, they really do. It I, feels it feels good to have that like lusty. I love lusty, but I love lusty. What I have learned, I'm not going to do it, is bring someone into my house because yeah. then the hormones don't control themselves. <laughs> so I know that that is one boundary I have to put if I want to try this whole friendship thing before getting right. serious with right. somebody. Because that's something I have thought about too. That I really want to do that first. I want to be friends with someone and let it build let it build up yeah or you're dying to be touched by them right exactly it's it's a nice it's a nice thing you know there's the lusty thing where you just jump in with someone and it's fun and fascinating too but it dies so fast it dies so fast what what goes up so high comes down what goes up must go down and crashes and (laughs) burns and you know that whole thing but um I like the journey. I like. I really like where I am at in life right now. Yeah. It feels good. Exactly. So going good. like back to full circle at the beginning when people were telling me, you need to take time for yourself. You need to take time for yourself. That's really something nobody can tell you when it's the right time for you to right. do that. Right. And I found my time after going through all of those experiences. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate all those people I dated... <laughs> And curse them. (laughs) I am thankful for the perspective that I now have as a result. Me too. Mm -hmm. Of diving in there, putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. And now thinking about all of that. Yeah. And focusing on myself and knowing that I'm not missing out. You know, that's helpful too. I think, yeah. I think there's a big part of you initially that thinks you're missing out. Yes. You know, (laughs) but then you get past that point and you realize, no, I'm not missing out. Like this is probably... One of the best times of my yes. life right now is getting to know myself, getting to know what I'm capable of, getting to know what I want and what I don't want. Yes. And and honestly, I hate to say it like this, I almost feel like you can't get to that point without having some of these tougher experiences, mm-hmm. um, situationships and, you know, these characters that you meet along the line. I Like, I feel like... It's almost a rite of passage to getting to this point in your life where you're able to actually focus and say, I've had enough of this. Mm -hmm. This isn't working for me. And here I am now. And I'm in this good space. Yes. And I'm tired of that roller coaster Mm -hmm. of when a romantic potential treats me good, I feel good. And when Mm -hmm. they treat me bad, I feel bad. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I am independent of that roller coaster now. And that is the best thing. I'm not affected by other people's actions in the same way. And that's something I'm still working on. Me but too. Yeah. it's significantly better. Right. And like, like I think for both of us, we get mm-hmm. triggered with certain we things. We get triggered. We get triggered. Things will trigger us, you know, from our past relationships. They'll, yes. They still trigger us. They still us trigger us. Today. And it's, it's, it's something that um, is hard to get past. But if you put the work into it, you know, I think like both right. of us have been putting work into making those triggers kind of fade away, you know, yep. and not be so there in our face every mm-hmm. time a similar situation starts to present itself or someone says something that is similar yes. to something that may have pa- happened in the past or, um, you know, I think those triggers start to fade over time. But you have to put the work in. Yeah. And a lot of it is feeling mm-hmm. just the discomfort all those things that we're afraid of, just allowing our bodies to feel it. Because do you know that um, 
we experience pain in our emotions in the same place in our brain that we experience um, physical pain as mm-hmm. well. And it seems like people are so willing to experience physical pain, like men, they mm-hmm. can do Ironmans, right? Right. They can yeah. do these crazy marathons, take a bullet for somebody. Right. But for them to experience the uncomfortable emotion. Right. Or anyone in that matter to experience the, like guilt or anything like right, that. Right, right. It's hard for us to sit with those uncomfortable feelings of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Guilt. Guilt. Um, right. Yeah. All of that. Sitting with those triggers. Mm-hmm processing through them right why am i feeling being curious about them right so that's some of the stuff that brenda and i have just talked so much about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we just don't talk smack about our dates we talk about our triggers and we feel them and we present Mm -hmm. ourselves with like well this is what i said and sometimes it's embarrassing how we react (laughs) you know like i went out and i got him a card like right (laughs) (laughs) why Why did did i do that regrets will be on the next podcast (laughs) no it's true but I mean I feel like I've you know really I think if you take it as every person comes to your life for a reason comes into your life for a reason and what you take from it is on you you know that's true like you can either write that person off and not learn from it and move on to your next relationship with the same baggage that you've had before. Or you can look at the situation, be honest with yourself and be like, what did I do to let this get this far? What did I do to, to, um, make this happen? Yes. And, and how, and how, why is it triggering me now? And what do I need to do in my life to not be triggered by this anymore? And things take time. Time, time. Time is kind is my, Good friend says, yeah, and time time is kind. And, and, you know, after you've had some of these experiences and the stages of going through a divorce. (laughs) The stages of going through a divorce. Yeah, it's it's not easy, you know. And I think that so many of us come into midlife, you know, um, being with someone for 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Having some kind of long relationship. Yeah, and not knowing what to expect coming out, out of in, it yes. into this world where when it's a we different era, it's a different era when we, most of us were dating the people that we're with, you know, there was no Facebook. There was no The onset of cell phones had just begun, you right. know, yeah, the last exactly. time I was single. Right. I don't, it wasn't even pages, pagers for me. Like they were just coming online. So, so pagers for you, cell phones for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> So it's a different it's a different world, you know, and you've got to know that um, you're never alone. There's never alone. people out there that um, will be there to support you through these things. Us being one of them, and right. um, if you ever need help or have questions or find yourself in um, a place where you feel alone, reach out to us. You know, we've been through we've been through this stuff, and while we still have lots to go through, I know we do. Um, and are still learning, we have had experiences um, and have gotten through things and can mm-hmm. and can help you along the way too. Exactly. So. We've, we've discovered a lot of knowledge along the way too, yeah. like how the brain works For sure. and the chemicals of the brain, just so much involved. So we're really able to help 
put a different perspective and reframe things that go on. Right, right. So do you have anything else about the four stages? What do you think? Well, I am wondering what the next stage is. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who knows? But right knows? now, right now we're living midlife single and we're midlife single. We're pretty excited. Living our best life. We really are. Like I feel like I am. Yes. We're I agree. not we're not cat ladies, people. Like <laughs> No. <laughs> what is this cat lady a good thing? Time. Right. We're we are. And we're at the a good very time. least have a confidence. Right. And just contentness with ourselves that I've never right. had in my whole life. Right, right. I think we're discovering what a lot of the men out there that have chosen to be lead single <laughs> lives um, have felt for a while, and now you know women are starting to discover oh, yeah. that we can have. So once we get past the bullshit, you know, yeah. I think we start to discover that that um, we can have those same those same feelings, you know, and yeah. be okay with it and. Um, you know, to each his own. If you, you know, you want to be in a relationship, be in one. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. You know, live your I life. I want like a half relationship. I want it to be. I know. <laughs> I want it to be monogamous. Right. But I want it yep. to be, you take a real traditional relationship and cut and that cut in it half. Out. Yeah, cut it in half. Cut the responsibilities and duties in half. Right, exactly. Perhaps even a quarter. Right. And, and that's what I would like. Live in different places. Live in different homes. Live in different homes. Close by, preferably. But yeah. Yeah, it makes me, that would be kind of the ideal situation. Ideal for being, me, yeah. being with someone that you can miss, like you have time to miss. Yeah, exactly. Miss them. That's always a good feeling. Being with someone who you know has friends, has their own life. Um, and you all actually these say that's how men feel that they love you is by missing you. So if they miss you, they interpret that as being like loving you. <laughs> so if like you want to keep the game going for long term, right. Have them miss you, you right. know? Men seem to need a lot of encouragement in different areas to keep them interested. Right, right. And, I, you know, for women, I, I feel like we don't need much. We like we just want a little bit of respect. Yeah, a little attention, a couple compliments. Little, yeah, like we don't... A little need touchy feelings. There's this misconception out there that we want to... Was that the right word? Misconception, <laughs> yes. I don't know. But there, that, yeah. that women, you know, that we want to control... We want lives. to control, we want a relationship, we want to right. take away from your freedom right. and your time. And, and it's just not, it's just not true because we want, we I want our, the same. We have our, I want the same. Yeah. I, I want, want the, the same. same. But a respect. But it takes being able to say, no, I don't want to hang out with you today. I actually want to hang out with my buddies. And right. And are not able to ever say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, it. I think that men sometimes, you know, and it, and it could be from past trauma that they've been in. Exactly. They feel like they can't say, I want to go out and, you know, do this or that, you know, and right. the women are going to be like, no, you can't do that. And it's just not the case. You it's know, I feel case. like, um, you know, I have, I have um, people I know that have hobbies that they do. And honestly, when I see them do these hobbies and when I see them um, in a state of such happiness because they're doing what they love and what they want to do, it makes me happy for them. Yes, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. It makes me happy. You know, it makes me happy that they're they're doing what they want with their life. And, you know, if they fit me into it, great. Yes. If they don't, great too. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of people that have trauma out there that take it yes. into other relationships and really never get over the other trauma. 100%. And it makes it, it makes it hard to establish, you know, 
um, a relationship with those people and with because they bring their past trauma into it yeah. all the time. All the time. Like, you can say, hey, you know, I'm feeling this. Oh, my gosh. We're done. You know? Yeah. And then come secure us and we're a complete turnoff because we don't buy into that cycle, that toxic up and down cycle that is so addicting. Right. We're a turnoff. Right. Yeah, exactly. Our balance is a turnoff. Our balance is a turnoff. Just like when Our guys are balanced and they're so nice to us, they're a turnoff. Right. Where's the toxic one? I know. It's true, though. There's something to be said about that. <laughs> You're going to treat me bad. I like you. Right? <laughs> you seem very attractive. It gets the yeah. ears flowing. It does. I don't know what I don't know what it is about that, but it's very true. <laughs> so anything else today, Jen? I think that's good. All right. We'll see you next time on Midlife Single. Thank you for joining us for this episode of My Take on Midlife Single. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Look forward to next time. Have a great day.